Hello everyone and welcome to Sagab. This is your host, Badr Amin, author of the book, Happy Life, Summarized Guide and Habits to Self-Development. In this podcast, we aim to find common habits of people in different industries, such as but not limited to sports, investing and business. By identifying their mental and practical habits, routines and recommendations, for you as a listener to be able to integrate it to your own life. Thus, the podcast will hopefully help you identify what are the common essentials that contribute significantly and maximize their performance, regardless of the industry. The podcast is divided into two parts, where the guests will talk about the mental practices, self-talk, and who is successful to them, whereas the other part is more into the practical habits and routines integrated into their daily life and the recommendations for the listener. So, please enjoy and take notes. Our guest is Al-Anud Al-Hashimi, founder and CEO of The Futurist Company. Working as a project management company to make future ideas into reality, The Futurist Company helps governmental and private companies with insights and the global team to ensure projects are delivered. They focus on tech, fintech, media, agriculture, and renewable energy sectors. One of their work is the NextGen Gaia, an automated AI-based farming system and capsules that helps manage plants to grow in the best environment. You can find Al Anood on Instagram at Future Al Anood, which is F U T U R E A L A N O U D, and the Futures Company at T H E F U T U R I S T C O underscore. I would like to thank Al Anood for being part of this podcast, and without further ado, let's dive in. Okay, um, I heard once or I read once on Instagram that your explore the amount or is the knowledge that you you would usually consume, right? Mm-hmm. And if you would say, what is the, the three most gifted books or channels that you would recommend that you would actually consume and would recommend it to people? Oh, that's an interesting one. So when it comes to books, I read Does lots it have of to be things. books? I mean, it could be books, yeah. channels, or something that you would really give away. I read lots of things. So I don't restrict myself to, for example, Methelen reports. Like, I read lots of things, but like one of the nicest, most eye opener book I read recently it was by Bill Gates, Avoiding um, a Climate Disaster. It's a brilliant book. It literally like uh, very enlightening. And you read things and you learn things, and it's a story about Bill Gates and his journey with his wife, uh, with the the Gates Foundation and what they were doing and during COVID, what happened and how they convinced the leaders of countries. Interesting book. It's really nice. Other than that, I, I don't read fiction. I don't like fiction at all. Um, maybe I used to when I was younger, but now I just read either bibliographies or books that is more realistic, has more of a history or a topic. That I'm interested in. But another way of learning, I love documentaries. So I do watch a lot of documentaries. Sometimes my brain doesn't want to read. And um, I do I do have a visual, the way I, I understand things is very visual. So I really like to see things as well. And uh, documentaries really help me with that. So I watch a lot of documentaries. Okay. And uh, is there something that you would recommend? Other oh than yeah, the there's a David Attenborough documentary called Breaking Boundaries. Yeah, David Attenborough, Breaking Boundaries. It's very, very enlightening. It will, it will share a lot of the insights and information by a great uh, scientist and the journey of how we've been tackling a lot of the issues. You'll 
there's a lot of learning about environment businesses and how how they've been um, not really in synergy. You know what I mean? Like they're not in synergy. And uh, how can we do something about it? And and what are the concerns that we really need to worry about? I don't want to burn it for people. So it's really a good documentary. It's on Netflix, by the way. I'm not promoting Netflix or anything, but it's, it's available right there. <laughs> All right. So you have worked in media and marketing and probably you deal with stakeholders and scientists. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So who is considered successful to you and why? Success is a very interesting uh, word because some people are successful in their businesses. Some people are successful in their homes and their families. Some people are successful in their careers. Some people are successful in developing themselves. Success is just such a, a big word, right? And if I will pin it, like I would say... There are so many successful people, but I would say the UAE has been successful with their 50 years journey. Something I've learned a lot from. I like to read about the history of the UAE and it always, uh, there's so many information that can actually learn from a person. If, if they Absolutely. find out the details, you can learn about leadership. You can learn about how mm -hmm. to deal with challenges, um, conflict, etc. Um, the other th things that would I would call successful or people, I do have, I do admire Bill Gates I admire uh, Steve Jobs, so rest in peace. I uh, I, I loved his um, strategy when it comes to marketing. He's a great marketeer, I think, and a business uh, visionary guy. I do like Elon Musk as well. I wait. I, I really want to see a woman doing something similar. <laughs> I really can't wait to see a woman. Fingers crossed. Inshallah, <laughs> inshallah. In the technology sector, I think there's an amazing woman out there doing amazing things. But I want to see one of these uh, women. Uh, a lady I admire, um, Mrs. Mark, she's the um, CEO, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, General Motors. And I've been, um, I've worked with General Motors last year, consulting them and working with them on launching the electric vehicles. And because of that, I learned more about her vision and strategy and uh, I'm a big fan. All right. So when you focus on the future, you would generally be focusing on things that maybe few people are focusing on and may have actually fewer people with knowledge in them, right? And is there an advice you remind yourself with while going into that, let's say, unknown area? Being curious. I think I'm very, I'm, I have, I'm like very curious. You know, curiosity kills the cat. I hope I don't get uh, <laughs> burned by my curiosity, but that curiosity always, uh, want, like I wanted to learn more. So every time I, I work on a project, I want to learn about the topic and the problem or the solution as much as possible first. And then I discuss it and, and I go and delve more into the details, especially when you have a team of people who are way smarter than you, scientists and researchers mm -hmm. and technologists and engineers. You learn from your team members, you know, and, and, and that, that learning is amazing. Uh, my strategies always ask all sorts of questions. There are no stupid questions. I ask the most stupid questions sometimes. And it always, um, if I, I learn something, And sometimes a stupid question can highlight another way where you can innovate because innovation um, is part of it is asking the questions and finding a different way to use the same tools or the same resources that you have. And um, going into the future, you, it is, there is ambiguity, there is the unknown aspect of it, but it's always about what is really important. So when we work on future projects, we look into what's really important to humanity with considering uh, the planet in every aspect. And this journey can only be both of us. There is not only one of us going to come out of the other side of the tunnel alone. We need to go together. So this is what we believe in and we look into when we work on our projects. 
I think um, when you say asking questions, it helps in a way challenging the status quo, I believe, right? There is that aspect of it. And there is the aspect of um, the questions. Sometimes, I said I, I ask the stu- stupid questions sometimes, but the right questions come You said there's the no end. stupid question. There's no stupid, but I yeah. do ask them. I always say that. <laughs> Sorry if this question sounds stupid, but I want to know X, Y, Z, you know? But what I found out in the end, uh, once you ask all these stupid questions, it comes to the right question in the end that says, so... Uh, for example, for example, so the problem that we're facing with food security and agritech is, oh, we're consuming a lot of energy. So we're feeding us, but the planet is being harmed because of the high carbon footprint. And that becomes the, oh, that is the problem we're going to try to find a solution for. So that's all these stupid questions leads you to the right question that actually find the problem or the demand or the service or the product that you're going to provide in the end. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, you reminded me of, I think I was reading a book and they were saying, um, if you don't have a good idea, write down 10 bad ideas and then you would generate a good idea from them. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is a follow-up and probably you have answered the question, but um, what helped you identify your purpose? The purpose uh, of the business or as al-unood? As al-unood. Oh, wow. So you, you said something interesting and maybe people will go like, oh, doesn't make any sense. You, so, you studied media, you worked in marketing, now you are an entrepreneur, you have a business, you work with scientists. What, you know that that journey of, of knowing why you are on this planet, mm-hmm. that was my purpose for the last 33 years of my life. Well, you can say 30 because I spent three years at least working on this. But uh, before that, a couple of years before that, I was working on why for years working on why I am learning what I'm learning, why I'm interested in the things I'm interested in and why I'm doing the things that make sense because people said, oh, you're good in, you're a good speaker. You'll be great in marketing. Maybe you're good in sales. You know what I mean? Mm. You're good in X and Y. And you know what? Uh, in, in the next five years, this this you know, you need to study this because this is what's going to be the demand in the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, be, study Now they will tell you, study data mining because that's what's going to be growing in the future. You know, that's what people will always sell you, try to direct you into a, a way. And I, that's, that's what I did, like everyone else. Yani, I'm, I'm not like a nabigha, yani, I decided, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur when I was 18. I did not know what I was going to be when I was 18. Mm-hmm. I decided to do what I'm good at because... That's what they tell you. You're good at this. You can you, you can be great at marketing. So I started that. But then, yeah, I'm good at it. Um, I understand it. And I can um, do anything in marketing. But my passion was always like botany and science. And uh, I wanted to study biotechnology. And I started studying biotechnology. But Nasibi was, uh, I couldn't. I had responsibilities. I had to take care of my sisters. I had to work. Mm-hmm. And biotechnology required me to be only a student. I couldn't work and study. So I delayed my higher education uh, for a while, uh, and I studied and worked at the same time until I got the master's. And uh, reason B, some people, they can do it, but I want to tell people, like, literally, don't take it for granted. Don't study something you don't know why you're doing it. Study something because you want to do something about it, not just because someone telling you get the degree and you'll find a job in X government entity or X company. Find something you really want to learn. And when all of that happened, I worked in, in certain industries. It helped me understand business. And, and I have to give it the, it's this I had studied marketing and I understood business very well. And I worked in a bank and I worked in product development and I worked in operations. And then I worked in 
uh, free zones and I understood business very even more furthermore on, on, on how you manage it and the ecosystem and how you develop that ecosystem. So I learned a lot that kind of equipped me and prepared me for what I'm really, really, really here for on this planet. I believe we have a purpose. And yes, entrepreneurship, I agree, it's not for everyone because you you need to be very tolerant to people, tolerant to criticism. You need to have uh, enthusiasm. You need to motivate yourself because a lot of people are going to tell you your ideas are stupid. And why, why are you doing what you're doing? Go get a job and, you know, you're going to get a stable income. So you need to keep yourself motivated in a way. And reason B, I, I did the things I did. It, led me all, it all led me to where I am today. And it was not a, a moment of a, a light bulb. You know, I don't know, that's what I'm going to do. No, no, no. It was like, I'm interested in that. Oh, I'm actually passionate about that. You know what? actually can do that. And a lot of people doubt themselves because, Anna, I'm not an engineer. You are the engineer. I'm not the engineer. Okay. Um, I'm not the, I'm not the scientist, but I understand their language because I'm interested in the topic. So I research a lot and I read a lot there. So there's that interest, but I am the business person. I am the, the, you know, leadership is something I'm good at. I like to work with people and I like to help people grow with me. And, and all of that, allowed me to do what I'm doing today. And I want to do something really good and, and be able to help people. And I'm so happy that that was my journey. Alhamdulillah. Thank you for the answer. <laughs> A long one, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I was going to say, uh, first of all, Nabaga is a genius. And... Uh, she has so many Arabic courts now, I can't remember all of them. I'm sorry. It's all right. Arab Inglo. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one point that I wanted to say, and I forgot that sometimes having an ambiguity in the journey of the business is better. That also means that you would have less competition. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is possible. Ambiguity, the unknown or the you don't know what you're doing yet? Um, both of them. Because mm. when you don't know what you're doing, that means other people don't really know what they're doing as well. As a new idea. As a new idea. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, that's true. Because you're, you're doing something, you can't really benchmark it with anything that exists in the current market. So you exactly. have something unique. And even if it's a new industry, then that is also, there is a lot of ambiguity surrounded, surrounding true. it. It's harder because you're creating everything from scratch. There is no uh, learning curves from others that you can actually lear- like use to, to shorten your journey. But, but it is a journey itself that is very unique. And I think it would help in positioning the person or the business once they are in. So um, how self-talk and past experiences shape your perception? Would you say I need to reassess a past experience? Do I talk to myself? That's, I do that all the time. A lot of people do that all the time. Oh, I do it. I do it a lot. And uh, I hopefully crazy. we don't do it in front of people. <laughs> in front of people then, you won't be able yeah. to hear what I'm saying to myself. <laughs> no, but I, but I do uh, look, um, I do analyze and assess decisions and even reactions. Uh, we have instinct as human beings and we can feel certain things. And, you know, you need to feel your, your gut feeling is very important, very crucial. So you always need to trust it in a way. So I do kind of assess why did I feel that way about that person or that topic or that problem or that discussion? And I kind of analyze and assess. Don't don't overdo it because that's not good for you. It's not good for you to overassess yourself. But it's good to speak to yourself when when you know that there is some moments that you question something and understand it and go to the deeper layers of yourself to understand why you said that or why you reacted that way to that problem or that topic. Yeah. 
And what thoughts dominate your mind on life? Do you say life is hard or life is easy? Wow, life. Life or life. It's an interesting phase of life I'm going through. Mm. And the meantime, today is the, what is the date today? Today is Thursday. The date is 24th <laughs> of Feb, 2022. Yes. Just in case you see it, Annie, you know when we recorded this. <laughs> but the reason I'm saying this is today I met a friend. I told you who, we will not mention yeah. who. And yeah. the, the, the re, I met that friend because that friend said, I know there's something wrong happening and I want to see you. Mm. And that person like is a very good friend of mine. And, and, and uh, when we spoke, he knew that there is something going on in my life. Anyone else would not really know because I'm super busy and I'm, and I'm very focused on work. So yes, you know, everyone goes through something in life and, um, and it's not easy and, and it's can, it can be sometimes really hard. And we get, sometimes we can get depressed. Sometimes we can have doubts in ourselves. Sometimes we have low self-esteem. Sometimes you realize you need to lose 10 kgs. Sometimes you realize you need to gain five. It doesn't matter. You know, we, we go through life and, and, uh, so many things can affect us, whether people we love, whether it's uh, circumstances, whether it's health problems. We all go through stuff. Life is a journey. I learned to accept that it's not forever. Once you have that peace of knowing it's not forever and you're here for a short period of time, mm. nothing, can, nothing can take you down. You know it's everything will end. Happiness end, sadness end, life ends. And life to me is just what you want to keep after you, you're gone. Is it, are, are you going to do something good? Are you going to leave a legacy? Are you going to help others? Everything else, money, power, everything else is not important. It's what, what you can do for other people, what you can do for your family, what you can do for people you love and care about. I resonate with this. I remember reading Seven Habits by Stephen Covey, where he says that... Um, if you're, let's say, at your own funeral and you should imagine what have you done, let's say, to your family or the ones that are surrounding you, what have you left them or how have you made them feel? And then if you're going to expand on that, then what have you left for the community, for the people, let's say, for the economy, for instance, or a legacy? So, yeah, I would, uh, I kind of resonate with what you're saying and Going on with the next question, with what thoughts do you start an, an endeavor, job, or a task? Say again, sorry. I was thinking about what you said. Sarahtullah, <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like thinking about what you said. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Um, with what thoughts do you start an endeavor, job, or a task? Getting it done, honestly speaking. To me, it's like I never start something that I, that I have doubt that it's not going to be completed. So everything I do, I make sure that I'm, I, I make it happen. So I'm, I'm that... That kind of a person. Mm. I would. I won't sleep. I won't eat. I'll just make it happen. Scary. Right. Kind of. A little bit. Right? Yeah. Um, would you let's say assess the end of at least to see how you're going to get it done? Of course. I would. I would not do it if I don't know I can make it happen. If I had a small slightest doubt, I would actually say I can't do it. I will have to to make sure that I have a strategy and a plan to get it done. I'm, I'm the kind of person that plans everything. You know, failing to plan is like planning to fail. So I really plan everything in advance. Mm. You don't want to see my notebook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later on I'll go. I'll <laughs> You're going to still want to see it <laughs> with all the tasks and the progress. Would you practice prayer, meditation, and or visualization that helps you in achieving goals? Achieving goals and... I 
think the best way to start any day is with prayer. Okay. I listen to Quran a lot. Okay. Um, it helps me meditate in, in a way. Uh, and I like to... Um, meditation to me, I don't do meditation per se as meditation. But what I do is other forms of meditation to me, which is like being in nature, you know, um, painting or playing piano. And um, I really feel sad because sometimes I don't have the time for it. Uh, but things like that help me to relax and help me to think. Um, but praying is part of my morning routine. And I'm, uh, I'm a very honest person. I don't do my five prayers. And why them gasra? Why them gasra? This in English. Uh, you will have to help me with that. Okay. But I'm not like fulfilling the five prayers every day. I don't do it every day. But I try like at least my morning prayer when I when I leave before I leave. Uh, I, I'm on the 5 a.m. kind of club people. So I first. Thing, than Sharma. Well, I'm trying, you know, and and, and it is it's 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 a great habit. Mm. And you know, first thing I do is praying and. Um, And I try during the day, like whenever I can. But it, it helps me, how to say it? It helps me to stay grounded in a way. It reminds me of who I am in a way. That's what praying helped me do. All right. And what repeated tasks or steps that you would in- intentionally do as a ritual or routine to cultivate focus and productivity? Um, so waking up five in the morning, yeah. very helpful. Very helpful. I do a lot in two hours. I don't use my phone at all. I I would put my phones on silent and three hours at least, I would be shooting all the emails. So so I pray, read the news. Um, and, and I have this application that put them as per my, my interest. So I check all the news. And then I have three hours to shoot all the emails and go through all the comments. And then I'll start making my calls to make sure that people start working on things. By the time I start the day, I'm doing calls and meetings, they already started working. So they have emails from me before eight in the morning. So uh, now this is a follow-up to what you just said. Do you have environmental cues to prime you for performance and productivity? So, Such yeah. as, let's say, you said you put your phone on silent. Yeah. So let's say, do you have any written statements or something that would help you in a way that the environment would put you in that flow state of mind? I just, I just do it. I'm, I'm the kind of a, I believe in 21 days to create any habit. Okay. So um, I woke up for a month every day, five in the morning. Now, no alarm. I'm 5 a.m. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> my eyes, I can't sleep anymore. I wake up, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, same thing with uh, going to the gym. If we, I did it for like a month and then that's it. Every, every, every morning I had to work out. So 21 days I can do any habit, 100%. some of the habits that you, I can create in a week. So sometimes we, we underestimate our own willpower. And I do believe in sh- short goals. Like, don't go for the biggest goal. Don't say, I'm going to wake up tomorrow five. No, no, no. Start start six if you wake up at nine. Start six, you know, or start seven. And then the next week or two, start six. And then go for five because it's very hard to go for something very drastic. That applies on everything. Mm-hmm. So short goals can help you achieve the big goal. It's better than going for the big goal because you're going to give up. And that these small motivations help you mm-hmm. to achieve that. Interesting. And I'm assuming that you're a morning person by default since you wake up five in the morning. <laughs> well, if I tell you, in, in, in uh, certain jobs, I was uh, I was I was awake for uh, 25 hours. I would work all night long in certain jobs and certain projects. I would be 
three in the morning still on site on on a project. So it really depends. But I do love mornings. I love uh, the the birds uh, chirpings and, and I like the seeing the sun. But I like the sunsets as well. Not as only the sun domes, you know. I, I, and the night has its own essence as well. When you when when you want to read or you want to listen to uh, music, sometimes it depends. So you can break a rule once or twice, but you, you have to go back to it when you have a business. Yeah, that's true. And um, what interested me as well was that you said you would finish, let's say, from 5 a.m. until 8. You'd work three hours straight um, without any phone. So that means that you're eliminating any distractions and you're on, let's say, on a peak performance kind of way so that you'd be finishing in these three hours you're most of the time where you are really productive, whereas the other timings, it's more of the other work that wouldn't really require of you to be fully focused, such as phone calls and et cetera, right? Yeah, because meetings and calls can take a lot of your time. And social social life is very important in business. You can never say, I can only work. You need to meet people. You need to, to, to have conversations. You need to learn what's happening with other businesses and and you need to put an effort in that you need to listen yeah. and you know you know you need to put an effort and you can't let that distract you from key items that you need to work on so when you have that 3 hours of no distraction no phones nothing yeah. you can actually focus especially reading reports and analyzing data that's the time i do it that is the time i go through these things okay so to just emphasize on that i think it's important for us or as an audience to know that we should pinpoint a specific timing to know where we are more productive and then put the other, let's say, let's say the the key tasks to put them in at the timings where we are most productive and then put the other tasks in other timings. Yeah. yeah. So for some people, you know, it might work differently. They will wake up at Absolutely. seven maybe, you know, and, and their three hours is seven to 10 or, yeah. you know what I mean? Some people, they would like to do certain things after working hours that they will go through reports or go through some of the stuff. And maybe their business have different time zones, so they would prefer to do it in the evening. Yeah. So it really depends. True, true. What beliefs, habits, behaviors adopted recently improved your life greatly? I I never hate I never hate or envy. I okay. wish everything good, even better. I mean, if 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 I have something and someone likes it, or even I know they 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 are interested in it, I wish that they have what I have, and even better than that than what I have for them. I really pray for that because I really believe you need to wish well for people, and you and you you need to believe in it. Like from your heart, you want good for others. And uh, I never really have any like um, hard feelings or even people who would harm me in business or personal life. I never hate. So I'm always like focused. Hate takes a lot of your energy. True. Hate can eat you uh, from inside. Hate can um, can distract you. You will be waiting for news and you will be checking news of that person, waiting for stuff to read about them. Hate never helps anyone. So don't hate. Actually... Even be kind to those who try to harm you. That's the best advice I will give to anyone and be in peace with yourself. That's only when you will be able to thrive as a person. So let's say when challenges, fears, and or failures hit, what steps are taken? If it helps, is there any questions you ask yourself? Challenges. Well, we face a lot and everything that we do, there's always, there's always obstacles and challenges and complications and something that doesn't go your way and you need to find another way. 
But the best thing is that there's a solution for everything. That's the mindset. You need, you need to go like, there's a solution. Let's find it. Uh, some people, they like to complain. You know, <laughs> they just go like, oh, we have this problem. We don't know what to do. Well, we know what to do. What is the problem? Assess the problem. Find all the different um, aspects that are actually causing that problem. Stakeholders involved in that problem. What is making that problem happen? Some stuff you might find out while you're doing this research to find out uh, the reason behind it. And then find a solution for it. And if there's no solution for the problem at all, you made sure, then it's not your problem. It's someone else's problem. You can never have a problem that is affecting you that you cannot do anything about. If you cannot do anything about the problem, then it's not your problem. It's someone else's problem. They need to fix it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I know, like, like, don't worry about it. If you can't fix it, let it go. Um, actually, yes, I would understand that. And again, I would kind of relate it to the Seven Habits book, where he says that there are three, three things that you should know or understand what you should focus on or what you can control. And then there are things that you cannot control and there's the indirect control. So whatever you have done, which, which you just said, um, there is no solution for the problem that you have, then probably it is out of your control. Yes. And then you should just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> well, I, I sometimes say, can you do anything about it? And you go like, no. Then why are you worried about it? You cannot do anything. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> and for some reason, when, when someone says let it go, I just remember the Frozen song. Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're not going to sing that, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't have the voice. I don't know about you. <laughs> So what three concepts, beliefs, and habits should others adopt? I think everyone have the right to create their own beliefs and habits. I don't, I, don't, I would not be, I won't like to tell people what to believe in and what habits they should have. They need to create it themselves. But I, I, what I believe in as me as a Lernoud, I believe in God. I believe in, in, in kindness. I believe in doing something good. I believe in working hard and uh I believe that everything that you put good intentions in and good effort in will be a good thing. And um, that's what I work towards when it comes to habits, very interlinked with what I do. Try to do something good. Learn, learn, learn. Never think that you know everything. Because the I, I, I feel the day I'll, uh, I would never be able to say I know everything because I think that's the day I'll be really stupid if I say that. And uh, learning is very important. Uh, get a mentor. A having a mentor in your life and you know you keep changing your mentors because you, when you reach the standard of your mentor and you know what your mentor knows that means you need a new mentor you need someone better than that mentor keep, there are your friends or your, you'll have a relationship with them but get mentors and learn from people who have done things before and, and know, take from that experience it just makes your journey easier and shorter sure. if fans would want to copy your footsteps where should they start? don't be afraid of mistakes uh, your mistakes are your best friends. Not all of them. Well, all of them. Mm -mm. All of them. <laughs> even the worst. Even the worst ones. There is a reason they happened to you. Because if a mistake had happened, it happened in the past. You cannot change it. Yeah. So all you can do is take the learning from that mistake and use it for your advantage. And if if I think about the worst mistakes I've done, it's catastrophic. It's horrible. But what you need to think of is it did not kill me. It made me stronger. And if, if you're stronger, then you can, you're equipped to, to the next challenge, to the next maybe yeah. mistake, you know, because all these mistakes that we do as humans, there is no human without mistakes. It's just True. helping you to find yourself. 
Yeah. It's part of your journey. So so embrace it and keep your head up. All right. Um, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you for being here. Brilliant to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more.